I'm Iowa Debury's Emmy, first of many. And I am Zach Efron's Bob from The Iron Claw. <laughs> You're listening to Maya and Fola take over the world. Maya, what's up? How are you? You know, the year was off to a little bit of a rough start, but I just, I feel like I'm getting back in the groove of things, you know. And I think, I feel like the first two weeks were like a trial period, but now I'm like, actually, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to live, I'm ready to thrive, I'm ready to like get my life together. I woke up the other day and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be 25 this year. Like I actually like for real, for real have to plan the rest of my life a little bit, you know, like there's no fucking around no more. And honestly, there was a couple times last year where I didn't think I was going to make it to 24. So to wake up and be like, oh my God, like I actually have to get my life together is a little bit, a little bit crazy. Also, it's great that I have full control over my life. You know, I've been watching Buccaneers on Apple TV and I would just much rather be 25 years old in Brooklyn and chopping at Trader Joe's and hanging out with my girly pops than having to like marry some like oil baron at like 19 and live in uh, a giant castle that doesn't have any central heating, you know? So... And dying of cholera. Right. At like 27. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, but yeah, Fola, how are you doing? Um, I've been better, but you know what? I will be better. All right. Um, this last week was a little rough. I have to retake that fucking exam that I've been telling you guys about, um, which is just annoying because I wanted to celebrate and have a good time and it be over. And now it's not. Um, but that's fine. I'm okay. And it like also just like made me like, think and realize stuff so like um yeah it was just like you know I was able to do some introspection and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it was fun um I've also been watching Killers of the Flower Moon this is like an ad for Apple TV um (laughs) I keep watching Killers of the Flower Moon I don't know why I just find it so soothing there's something about Martin Scorsese movies that just like it's like I feel my head being like cr- like cradled in a, in someone's bosom. Um, what were you saying, Maya? Lily Gladstone, mother. That face card? Are you kidding? Exactly, 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 exactly. And Oscar noms are on Tuesday, so if she doesn't receive one, I'm gonna let everybody at the Academy know. I like to fight. No, exactly. And we will be fighting. We will be beefing. Um, yeah. Also, my current documentary fixation is the one about Chris and Shanann Watts. Um, is that how you pronounce her name? Yeah. Shanann. In the documentary, because she says her name, she's like, hey, I'm Shanann. Um, because it's basically like the documentary on Netflix is like her Facebook. And so they like go through the investigation and then they like we'll use like this because you know I didn't know people were like posting like their whole lives on Facebook but like that's a thing that like I don't know I didn't know but she was like she like posted like her showing her husband that she was pregnant again and like all that stuff and like she's just I don't know but yeah um if you haven't heard of that it's like the guy like murders his wife and their kids it's fucking insane but I don't know again like, I think there's something wrong with me, but, like, I find the documentary, like, really just, like, relaxing. 
So I like put it on when I need to like fall asleep. Please. <laughs> Not the white noise. <laughs> it's literally white noise because what do you mean? Oh, and in the documentary. Sorry. Um, but he like, he's like taking a polygraph test and the lady administering the polygraph is like, and he's like, or he's like getting ready to like admit that he did it. And the lady is like, like rubbing his back and being like, oh no, like it's okay. And I'm like, if this was a black, you would have kicked him in the stomach. Like, what are you talking about? You wouldn't have made it to the polygraph. <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. My man is sitting in the chair lying hours, hours on end, just bullshitting and then they do the polygraph and they're like okay you were dishonest on the polygraph and he's like no no I wasn't and they're just like no but you were like they're reasoning with him and I'm like wow it's crazy how people are afforded humanity especially uh, when they don't deserve it after after doing familicide or whatever however it's pronounced familicide famicide Killed your whole family? Because he had a mistress. Because he had a mistress. Men belong in hell. No, literally. Men should start in hell and have to climb their way out with good deeds. I agree. And just like, white maleness is so fascinating to me because they, like, their bar for adversity is so low. So, so low. Like, if they lived five days as a black woman... I, the world would be over. You know what I mean? Because they'd literally mass shoot, like, everything. Yeah, they would bomb the entire world somehow. They would, like, something like that. But then, do you, you know what Black women have to do? We have to take our little Prozac and write right. our little journal and continue going about our lives. And keep going. Yeah. Suffering. It's like, imagine getting followed around, like, Nordstrom as, like, a young person. I don't know. I feel like, as a white man, like, I feel like I would have gone back into the Nordstrom with, like, a gun. Nothing bad ever happens to me, ever. I'm a white man. Something bad happening? I guess I have to kill everyone in this house. I think mentally ill Black women, specifically, we need just more healthy outlets for our rage. And I think that we should we should have this space to be, like, publicly angry and shit. Because, you know, not that I want to murder my entire family, but... You know, I would like to, you know, like, scream into the abyss every now and then. It just gets all his feelings out. You know, maybe I'd be less mentally ill. You know? I want to, like, stop my feet and be like... "Mm." No, exactly. Throw a tantrum like a little baby. Exactly. We should be allowed to, but if a Black woman were to do that, someone would probably record it and then post it on Twitter, and it caused discourse for two weeks. And then it would become a meme. Are Black women allowed to feel? Let's go ahead and ask our Prozac. (laughs) We can go prescription for prescription. (laughs) Well, that was a lovely start. All right. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into the pop culture. No, brother. Halo Bailey. I was always like, I was like, Chloe's, uh, Hallie, short, whatever Shorty's name is. I was like, yeah, she's pregnant, whatever. And imagine your meme and you saw all of us strangers. You braved the cold and the light snow to go see all of us strangers at the Lower Manhattan Allo Draft House with your best friend and her roommate at what, 8.30 p.m.? And after your heart gets ripped out of your chest, 
by Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. You're standing on the downtown platform at Fulton Street, and your friend turns to you and she's like, oh my God, Halle Bailey posted that she had a baby. And the baby's name is Halo Bailey. It was just extra salt in the homophobic wound that that movie inflicted on me. And I just, I don't know, straight Black people are really like, they've kind of always been in their flop era. But I just don't think we're ever going to get free. And I think I need to divest from the heterosexual Black community because (laughs) they have nothing, they really have nothing to offer, honestly. And like, are we having fun here? No. Like in the heterosexual Black community? I don't think so. No, they're arguing about a myriad jeans and $200 dates for the 4,000th day in a row. And making salmon egg rolls. Salmon Alfredo egg rolls. We are, like, racist. Like, I feel like if we weren't Black, like... (laughs) Okay, but, like, honestly, uh, but do they kind of deserve it? Yeah. Because why are you putting parsley on a breakfast sandwich? Why does the French toast have a scoop of ice cream and walnuts and caramel sauce on it? Well, you know, I'm happy for the baby that gets to be rich, even though what's his dad, like a streamer, a Twitch streamer, a failed rapper? I don't know. But his mom was the Little Mermaid, okay, and was one half of Chloe and Hallie. And Chloe and Hallie apparently are coming back and making music as a duo. Ooh. So, you know, I'm glad. She put the baby in the crib. She said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna record some tunes. Like, I think their solo stuff is fine. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of them apart, but together, they really move me. But when I saw the screenshot, she was like, oh, I had a baby. I felt my knees a little bit. Like, I knew because that picture of her when she was like walking around looking incredibly pregnant and everyone was like, is she pregnant? And I was like, yeah, look at her. And like, look at her face. Look at everything she's been wearing for the past six months. Nothing has been form-fitting. And that's fine. But like, I still felt my knees a little bit because like, Hallie's younger than us. Yeah. She's literally a newborn. Like, she's only 23. She's basically a teen mom. Basically like a preteen mom. I was really sad because, I mean, I made a video about that. Like, you should be at the club. Mm-hmm. You're 23. And you're breastfeeding and you're you're thinking about tummy time. And there's there's a little kid shitting in his diaper and he doesn't even know what the fuck is going on at any given point. And you have to be like, oh my God, he shat in his diaper and now I have to clean it. And the kid's dad is a failed YouTuber slash rapper slash streamer. <sighs> I want better for my people. But speaking of Chloe and Hallie, did you see the video of Chloe walking in that coat with like the fur trim and people were like, this is Raven Baxter walking into first period. <laughs> I was like, no, like Cheetah Girls is always going to be the moment. I was like also thinking about young motherhood, though. Did you ever watch like 16 and Pregnant and Teen Mom? Yeah. Like I watch enough I- of it that like I'm familiar. Right. I've been asking if it worked, you know, like on our generation, because I feel like it came out in like, you know, like 2008-ish, I don't know. And like we were watching it, Um, at least I was watching it from very young and like scared of giving birth because the girls looked miserable. Has teen pregnancy like stopped or like decreased a lot? 
And I don't know. I want the I want the numbers on that. I guess it's not teen pregnancy. It's like early 20s pregnancy, which is, I'd say, maybe worse. Yeah. At least like teen pregnancy, like you're in high school, you know, you can't really do anything else. Right. You're like, oh, like, what were you going to do after school? Go to the library? Okay. Like now after school, I go feed my baby. Like, that's fine. But it's like you're 23. The world is your oyster and you decided to push out a kid. And you have to be locked in with this kid for literally the rest of your and their lives, essentially. Right. You literally can't be like, oh, I'm done being a parent. It's not like uh, you you took out loans to go to school or some shit. It's like, oh, this is a human being who's going to be in the world. And I have to be responsible for his development and nourishment every single day. And people like look at me like I'm crazy when I'm like, I genuinely am like contemplating like not having children because honestly, there's so much shit I want to do. Right. And a kid would simply take me away from that. Yeah. And also like, they're not asking to be alive. Also like, you know, I want to bring a child into a world that has like fucking clean water that they can access without like having to pay 50 prime bucks to the fucking Amazon, whatever, that's going to take over the planet. Like, I don't know. But alas, that's just me. I made a video and I was like, I want to have my first kid when I'm like 38. And I meant it. Like, I am so serious. Like, you know, once I start, once my bags start coming, I'm going to freeze these little eggs. Also, science. We need to make eggs like, like you should be able to put them in the freezer. In your house. No, because what do you mean? What do you mean they have to be frozen cryogenically? Maybe I want them right next to my taquitos. Like, who's going to invent that? Because that's going to, that's going to eat when you can just, when you just have your fucking, your eggs in the freezer. Because the whole thing that's keeping people from doing it is that the rent costs like $30,000. Right. You have to rent out a space in a freezer. Why doesn't Planned Parenthood have the freezers? Planned Parenthood. They should get on that. Literally, giving away ideas for free, for free, for free. It's very upsetting. It's crazy because um, me and my coworkers were talking, and we were just talking about like how old our parents are. And I was like, yeah, when I was born, my mom was 28, and my dad was like about to be 26. And I had the youngest parents of all my coworkers. And I was like, yeah, actually, that is weird because I have friends now who are 28, and I'm like, I love you. If you had a baby right now, I just don't... Not that I don't think they would be great parents, because I know that they would. I just, like, the thought of them just adding a baby to our lives right now is not... It's not appealing to me right now. You know, like, I had cheeses for dinner, like, three nights in a row last week, (laughs) because I didn't feel like cooking. And I just, like, you want to tell me you can't come to Thai Diner because you you can't find a babysitter for Michelangelo? Right. I love the people who have kids. Like, you know, I feel like good for you. I feel like our generation also, though, is just like keenly aware of like babies costing a lot and babies also requiring like lots of things that, um, you know, you might not be able to provide as a 25-year-old. Exactly. Um, I don't know. So yeah, I think it's also like the cost of living has increased so much that having a child is a luxury. Literally. Also in pop culture, the Emmys were a little under a week ago and everyone I fuck with took things home. And you know what? 
Not many people can say that. I was seeing them come in and I was like, right? Another one, thank you. Mm -hmm. Another one, thank you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Aya won the Emmy, like, that was like the first three minutes of the fucking award show. Right. And then Quinto right after? With Carol Burnett presenting? Yeah, I was crying for tears. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Black girls rule the planet, rule the universe, but we knew this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very proud of my sistrin, our tether, my Mario to my Wario. Yeah, like, awkward Black girls, literally just, our stock has risen. The Succession Girlies won. Succession won Outstanding Drama. Nope. What were we expecting? Kieran Culkin took home the Emmy. Mm-hmm. People were doubting him. People were doubting him. Nuh-uh. We're doubting my short king. He was eating in that last season. It was crazy. It's amazing. He's right. such a good actor. I mean, it's like you've been acting since like the home since Home Alone. You were in the home. You were in the first Home Alone with your brother. But like <laughs> he's been acting his entire life. Like, of course he's gonna pull out the big guns. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, Jeremy Strong didn't win. Jeremy Strong has an Emmy. Jeremy Strong won the Emmy for season two, which was arguably some of his best work ever. So, and did he do anything in season four to really gag us? Not really. But Roman Roy, Roman Roy at that funeral, weeping, him walking through the streets while they were rioting after the election. Like, yeah, yeah. There would have been another riot if he didn't win. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, also, Miss Sarah Snook. People were like, oh, the category was like not as stacked. So like, of course she won. Say like trying to be like, oh, her performance like didn't have to be that great for her to win. And false. Number one. Number two, she fucking killed. Like, I don't know what to tell you. She literally method acted. Her character got pregnant and she was like, me too. Jeremy Strong found dead. Literally. And you know who didn't take anything home? Brian Cox. And yeah, the bear winning a bunch of shit. Um, Jeremy Allen White, like, you know, just looking amazing. Curls, like, Shea Moistured. Mm-hmm. Um, he he went to bed with his bonnet on the week before. <laughs> he said, nope. First of all, because he had the bonnet on when he was filming that Calvin Klein shit or whatever, because his hair was, his hair looked amazing. Oh, and we'll get there in a moment, because I definitely forgot <laughs> to write that down. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and mind you, these are Emmys for season one of The Bear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Low budget. I can't even say, that was like the only bad thing about season one, the budget was just clearly not as high as season two. Right. You know, because it was like a, a pilot season. And next year, it's going to be a bear sweep again. Yeah. Exactly. And you know when shows win awards, the networks give them more money because they're like, oh, this is like prestigious. So like literally the production value going up even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Prepare to be sick of me. Yeah. Jeremy and I are going to be tired walking up and down the stage steps, honey. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Io seemed exhausted to me. She won everything. Literally, she won like three like, awards in one week. I was like, Nigerian girls don't lose. I'm just like... Exactly. Black immigrant girls up, 4,000 points. Io's literally my cousin. She is. You guys need to go on that show with that guy and trace your roots together. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I 
absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We will we will go back just far enough and it'll be like, yeah, of course. Right. Of course you're my second cousin twice removed. Mm-hmm. Duh. But yeah, speaking of Jeremy Allen White, the the Calvin Klein ad. Bad bitches never lose, I fear. I'll say it. He looked really good. I've been saying we've been in a hottie deficit for forever. Floodgates have opened. There are options. I love to see it because I was getting tired of seeing ugly men all the time. It was really bad for morale. I think, you know, you know, like in Sex and the City when Samantha was like, yeah, when an ugly man is a president, we really suffer. But when a hot guy is a president, we do really well. That's how I feel right now. You know, we started the year with a Jeremy Allen White Calvin Klein ad where he looked good as fuck. Like, it just feels like a good omen. And then won the Emmy, like, the next week. Like, exactly. we thought somebody without the Calvin Klein billboard and the Emmy said something. Not me, though. (laughs) I think it's, um, I don't know, like, good for him. I, you know, happy that, um, that baby, whatever her name is, Dolores, is, like, able to eat the finest, like, pasture-raised eggs. And yeah, like, I'm just like, I think it was like, like it happened and I was like, oh my God, this ad. And then it was like everywhere. And I was like, what happened to decorum? Like you used to just see a hot person serving cunt and be like, wow, they're serving cunt. Amazing. Now, now we're asking his castmates about it on the red carpet. Let's not be weird. Because like the first time I get it, but it's like, did you guys not all think that everyone was going to ask the same thing? Right. I want to know what their favorite pasta shapes are. How about that? <laughs> That's so real. <laughs> but yeah, um, just, you know, it's just it's just a great year to be the bear hive. You know, just Iowa like, Debris yeah. everywhere, collecting all the awards. Jeremy Allen White is still sexy, collecting his awards as well. You know, it just, and when when our people win, we all win. I think that's it for pop culture. This week, we're, we're talking about New Year's. In true Black immigrant girl fashion, we are late. But in our defense, <laughs> you know, now is the time to really check in on your New Year's goals anyway and just make sure that Absolutely. what the intention that you set for the year still aligns with you. You know, because sometimes you're a little bit overenthusiastic. You're like, yeah, I'm going to run a marathon. And then January 19th comes around and you're like, actually, why the fuck would I ever do that? I get winded going up the train station steps. So, yeah. Yeah. And, you know... January is basically like your free trial month. Like you get to see like which of your resolutions actually works for you. And honestly, so is February. So yeah, it's just like we're just checking in, checking in on on what the vibes are, what the mood is, you know. I feel like also like before the new year, of course, you have this like optimism and like, oh my God, this year is going to be so different. Da, 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 da. But then like once you're steeped in the reality of it all, you know, it's good to just like it's good to be realistic. So, yeah. Me, what are your vibes for 2024? Like, fill me in. Mm, the vibe is really like, fuck it, we ball. The world's ending. Like, that is the tagline of our podcast. <laughs> um, but it's literally like, society is literally collapsing outside. And I'm supposed to be like, oh, no. Something about my taxes. Like, like I don't give a fuck. I'm so sorry. Or like, oh no, this person, this person doesn't like me. This person said they don't like my outfits. Okay. Should we jump 
Should we jump off the Empire State? Literally, like literally, someone could just nuke Manhattan tomorrow. Yeah. And it'd be wraps. I refuse to not like have a good time. So it's really just like the world is ending. I'm still going to be beautiful and I'm still going to have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm feeling very like Solange when she has her long braids. Like, I don't know. I just like her vibe and her furniture and stuff and just not really giving a fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. I love her. So yeah, trying to think of like other like physical like movies or something that have like a vibe I'm trying to fit. I guess like Uptown Girls, but that's like mm-hmm. always the vibe I'm trying to achieve. So Team. and I still live downtown. Well, midtown. So <laughs> <laughs> we're always gonna be striving. <laughs> yeah what about you Maya what's the vibe honestly I think you know I think we're always on the same wavelength and that's why we work together as friends and as podcast hosts that just being beautiful and having a great time correct but I think that's for me personally I want to get a little bit more like intentional about that so one of my or like some of my words for the year this year are abundance because duh. Mm. And also I am like a high key psychic in case y'all haven't noticed. And I think that's something that I need to like embrace and like channel more and like lean into that gift and like build it up. But yeah, I just want to be like kind and like opulent is coming to mind. I've been thinking a lot about Sade specifically and listening to a lot of Sade. And also ever since Diana Ross sang a Beyonce's birthday, I've just been thinking about Diana Ross a lot. And I was looking at her birth chart the other day. I was listening to her music. And then one of my my work besties, she was like, she was telling me who she thought would be my dream blood rotation. And she was like, yeah, I put Diana Ross in there because just something about you reminds me of her. But yeah, I just like want to be just a really beautiful, cunty, fun, cool black girl. And like, I already am. I just don't know if I always believed that. You know, so this year is really about just like, you know, I really am owning it. And I'm like, I am a really cool, cunty black girl. And like those women walked so that I could serve. So I got to like honor them in my serving. Yeah. She's an Aries, Diana Ross. Queen. Mother. It's my sister. But yeah, like I was thinking about just like, I feel like with the new year and stuff we always are or like just in general like thinking like about what we want to you know portray or like pursue like it's always like acting like it's a goal and not that like you already have the things that you want to portray or like you know exude um so I think that like yeah like you said just being more intentional about being like like, not just, like, I'm going to be a bad bitch and having fun. Okay. Like, I am a bad bitch and I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm doing what I can to have fun when and where I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You love a vibe. Yes. I love I love that you have words. Like, I wish I thought of words. I think one of my mutuals, like, that's kind of her, or it's something that she learned from somebody else. It's like, you know, it's set, pick a word for the year. Mm. And I decided to pick a couple because I'm extra. But yeah, and just, you know, I also am someone, even though I'm very chatty, like I do have difficulty like explaining things verbally sometimes. So I just, it does help to like assign words to like the the vibes that I'm feeling. You know, it just makes me a little bit more emotionally intelligent. All I can think of, we keep saying vibes and I'm like, got a vibe. <laughs> 
Oh, man. Uh, shout out to Willow. Queen. Maybe we'll stream that later. I miss her. I wonder what she's up to. Yeah. Any other vibes that we're trying to achieve? Not that I can think of. Yeah. You know, maybe if we have, like, thoughts, we can, like, circle back. Yeah. You know, touch base. So, like, what's on the vision board, Maya? What's on the vision board? Okay, I did. It is set as my as my computer wallpaper, and I also got it printed to put on my new manifestation journal because something about this week, I was like, actually, I do need to get my meds up and just, I was almost done with my old manifestation notebook anyway, and I was like, I'm ready to start mm-hmm. a new one. So, That's real. Um, I have stacks of money, obviously. Um, I am aiming to do content a little bit more seriously and a little bit more consistently next year. So I have things related to that on there. Um, I have a quote on here that says, I'm so lucky everything works out for me because it does. There's another one that says, welcome to my one woman show where you watch me do whatever I want. And just, you know, some people that I find inspiring on here. Like I love Teffy, obviously. I'm a big Teffy girl. My pop culture therapy sister. I have a picture of Beyonce from the Renaissance Tour on here. I have a little disco ball on here because I love disco. And yeah, it just like, if you would, if you see it, it's very mean. It's very Venetian Mm. and just like cunty. And like, you know, I just, I feel really good about it. That's good. Yeah. Stacks of money. That's real. I should have put money on mine. What about you? What's on yours? Um, I could like sum it up. It's pretty much what we said earlier, just like having fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lots of like, you know, cute little drinks and, you know, food and like desserts. Like my, pl- I really just want to eat good food oh, yeah. this year. Um, I think that I... I'm like a foodie, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or I like really want to lean into that and just like eat more stuff. And like, I don't know, because it's like, I don't know, like the way I remember things is like, oh, my God, I ate this thing mm-hmm. at that place and it re- it was amazing. And, you know, so it's just like it's good to like, I don't know, I love eating. Like, I've been sending you and Ben these fucking carnivore videos where they're like, oh, I don't eat any bread. I don't eat fruit. Um, I just eat steak and, like, butter. And, like, sometimes the steak is raw. And, like, or I go to Five Guys and I just ask for, like, burger patties and they don't season them, so I have to put salt on the burger patties. And they're just like, and they're like, I'm so happy eating like this. I'm like, that sounds devastating. Right. And I know you haven't pooped in like four weeks. Oh my God. I was watching a video and the guy was like, okay, here's some things to know if you're starting the carnivore diet. The first like two weeks, you're not going to shit. And then your body figures it out. And I'm like, you're, you're eating an entire steak a day? And not shitting it out. Where's it going? Where's it going? I'm just so... That's a documentary I would watch because I just don't understand what would compel somebody to do that at all. It's great. And people will be like, oh, my energy's up, like, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I mean, that's nice. Like, I'm glad you're having a good time. But still, like, you don't ever want to just, like, eat bread. Whatever happened to rice? all I can do is eat, like, a muffin. Like, all I want is a blueberry muffin. Can you imagine having to eat, like, a steak or just meat at 
every turn. Bro. And they eat like, they eat like ground beef. They'll be like, yeah, here's my breakfast. 16 eggs and ground beef that I cooked in ghee. I'm like, ugh. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like this whole desire to like optimize, you know, that's like capitalism talking. Oh, yeah. You wanting to like make your body like, and not saying that like wanting to be in shape is bad, but like this idea of like, I want to make my body the best it can be in order to like exert energy or whatever the fuck. Like to me, that's just not, that just doesn't really vibe for me. Like I want to eat, um, I want to eat pasta. I want to eat a lot of pasta and I want to eat a lot of bread and I want to eat a lot of cake and I want to eat a lot of seafood this year. Oh yeah. I've been kind of on a seafood wave. Ooh, we should go to John George. Ooh, isn't Ooh. it? Is that expensive? I can't remember. But um we oh, take <laughs> <laughs> if somebody gives us a check, we can go. Oh, oh the Fulton by John George. It's by South Tree Seaport and it's one of John George's mm. like bazillion restaurants and it is seafood based. So and it's on the water. So I think we should go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. There's also this, like, Greenpoint. I feel like I always talk about it. The Greenpoint Fish and Lobster Co. Like, I really want to go there. Mm -hmm. It looks so good. They have, like, lobster rolls and stuff. So I'm going to, like... I'm saving it for, like, the summer-ish. Uh-huh. But, like, I really want to go there. Because they just... Apparently, they just have, like, lots of seafood that you can Ooh, eat. I, yum. I do love... I do love a shell. Um, I also, like... I know what I want to eat on my birthday. Because I'm psychotic. It's this potato chip omelet from this place called cathedral in like east village it's like on 11th street Mm -hmm. um they have this like omelet and then they put creme fraiche and caviar on the top and then they serve it with like homemade like potato chips and they're like thick cut i had them at my friend's birthday dinner like at the beginning of last year and i've i've been thinking about it ever since so like i'm literally going back for the sole purpose of Getting a potato chip omelet. Yum. I'm so super excited about that. I do broccoli caviar. I love caviar. So yeah, but like eating good food, leaving my house more, um, which I think ties into eating good food. I've also like being friends with Maya and like our friendship like expanding has like forced me to leave my house a lot more, which I'm really grateful for because I will just rot inside. I love being in my house. I don't know. It's all the tourists in my chart. I love my room. I love my bed. And that's like the ideal friendship dynamic. Friend who would go to the opening of an envelope and friend who prefers to stay inside. Because we do eventually meet each other where we're at and we're like, actually, let's spend time together. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's good for me because it's like, yeah, like not leaving your house like... You could get like bed sores. Like I can't be like the <laughs> I can't be like the grandparents from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Just like always in bed. You having bed sores at 25 would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's like my biggest fear. But I think I like I get up and like walk around mm-hmm. enough. And you do go to work, you know? I do go to work. You're not like yeah. my year of rest and relaxationing. Yeah. Ooh, should we do a my year of rest and relaxation episode of the pod? That could be fun. Like, what would we like? Where would you end up? Like, when you black out and wake up? Like, wait, you read the book, right? Is- <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're gonna jot that down. Yeah, <laughs> because I think that's gonna make a great episode, actually. Yeah, me waking up just on the lure. I don't even know which direction I'm going. 
<laughs> waking up on a ferry, like on the Ikea ferry. You're holding the big blue bag. You're like, what did I even buy? <laughs> it's a bookshelf that has 10,000 pieces. <laughs> Someone's like doing like heroin. Apparently people love doing heroin on the Ikea ferry. I did not know that. My sister, one of her ex-girlfriends worked on the Ikea ferry very briefly. And sometimes oh she would God. just come to our house in like the blue polo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! And she, yeah, I think she didn't work there anymore. So I'm like, why are you still wearing your your dry fit IKEA fairy polo, bitch? It's mad comfy. <laughs> a dry fit IKEA polo? Yeah, I'd be in that shit once a week. You do love a collar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my elementary school upbringing because we had to wear collared shirts. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then just serving more cunt. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, like. Again, like, this is just reiterating what I've been saying. But, like, yeah, my plan is to just, like, I guess, like, publicly serve more cunt. Like, I feel like I've been serving cunt to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I now have to, like, make it everyone else's problem. I agree. Because, again, like, the world's ending. Fuck it, we ball. Like, mm-hmm. everyone needs to know that I'm, what did, what did Ice Spice say? I'm the shit on that bitch I'm Miss Poopy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, not Miss Poopy. She's kind of, she's kind of mother. She's so, like, why is she always talking about shitting? Her and J. Cole. Thinking shit, bitch. You ain't even the fart. She's sort of actually going to address digestive issues on today. And the thing is, she does it better than J. Cole. Like, when J. Cole said, you niggas think you're the shit, but you can't out-fart me. Oh, brother. What do you mean? This guy stinks. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I do have a little stack of money on my vision board. What's that girl holding the money up to her ear? Like she's she's like a little girl, and she's like she holding the money up to her ear. Exactly. Other stuff on my vision board: uh, Carrie Bradshaw in that little. Um, I don't know. Like, what would you call it? Like the you know, like those outfits. Like that's like eight year old boy core. Mm-hmm. Like she's just wearing like a striped shirt from like Walmart. I'm like, yeah, that's literally you. Exactly. And I I kind of wanted my vision board to be like bluish. So there's a lot of just like blue tinted stuff on here. Um, have you seen Jackie Brown? It's stars Pam Greer, and she's just, like, really serving in it. Like, the outfits are so good. Um, So I have, like, her outfit in there. I have, like, a Black Bratz listening to headphones, I think. I'm just, like, looking at all this shit. Yeah, and just, like, people relaxing and looking cool, which is literally my only goal in life. We love a vision board. We We do. Us and Pinterest go together real bad. Real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about to be on there more this year. Yeah, I love going on Pinterest. And also, no one trying to sell you anything on there. Right. I mean, I do have, like, annoying ads and stuff, but it's like, you just scroll past them, you know? Like, you, it's not like they're like, hey, guys, welcome back. I'm gonna, sh- I want to sh- sell you a fucking TikTok shop uh, mascara. I keep getting TikTok shop ads about buying, like, the Palestinian, like, kafia, And I'm like, why would I buy it off of TikTok shop? I'm going to wait like six months and get it made by hand by that guy in the West Bank. And I'm going to pay fucking $30 for shipping for it. You want me to buy a coffee off of Shein? Is that what you want? Ugh. 
But yeah, fuck TikTok shop. But yeah, Pinterest is fun. I love Pinterest. I love being like, yeah, here's the vibe. Um, And Pinterest is really good at like, you know, algorithmically being like, this is your vibe, I think, a little bit. And if you're like, no, Pinterest, you're wrong. It's like, okay, I'll try to get it right. And it like fixes its algorithm. Like, I don't know, like some social media like needs to just like step it up because Pinterest is really the girl. Were you a collage kid when you were a kid? Mm, Not really. Okay. I was like a big collager. So I'm like, is there a collager to Pinterest pipeline? But maybe that's just me. Mm, I was like a magazine circler. Mm, I see. Where I'd like, I'd like tap the pages and be like, that is cute. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Any New Year's resolutions? Resolutions. I make like a long list every year and then kind of break them down. So some overarching goals for this year. Surprisingly, I'm not a huge movie person. Like I say all the time, I grew up in a TV music family. So this year I'm sending out to watch at least 50 new movies. Or I guess like 50 movies, new stuff I've already seen, whatever. It's my life. I can do whatever I want. And I'm going to document it all on Letterboxd. I want to eat at 20 new restaurants. I so far have been to, I think, four. Oh, wow. Which I'm really excited about. Yeah. I also, I do want to take content more seriously. I would like to open that up as a stream of revenue for myself. And also, I want to say last year was maybe not my best as far as like consistency and stuff went. Mm-hmm. for content but I still got asked to do like cool stuff and be presented with great opportunities so I feel like if I am more strategic and consistent about the things that I'm doing then that'll just attract more opportunities and for even sure. better ones and I also really want to prioritize experiences I put this on my list last year but I didn't do any of the stuff I said I wanted to do <laughs> but um I do just want to prioritize like experiencing things I want to be in more black and brown spaces in New York for sure. Unfortunately, when my friends and I go out a lot, no matter what neighborhood we're in, it's like glaringly white, which I don't love. And I just want to be around. I want to know where all like the cool black creative people are and just be there all the time. Because, you know, maybe I don't I don't want to talk to somebody whose parents don't season their food or somebody who like doesn't have cousins. You know, I just, I need, I need less whiteness in my life. I also want to get back in my museum era. There was a point in time in college where I was going to the Met like every other month. And I haven't been in a long time. And just, there's always something cool going on at the New York City Museum. So I definitely want to take advantage of that and get to see some cool stuff. And just in general, spend more time with all of my friends. I think something that I've come to learn in the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic and everything, and just some other stuff that I've been through, is that mm-hmm. IRL FaceTime is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And I just want to make sure I'm getting all my hours in with all my girls. So I have a couple. One of them is to cook at least once a month, like an actual meal, because making stovetop Annie's mac and cheese, though it is like an achievement for me. And it's like, you know, I do a little splash of milk and some butter in there and it's like amazing. I want to like make stuff and like, just like, know, oh, I'm, I actually like cooking this right cooking that and Mm -hmm. stuff like I tried to do it a bit like when I first moved and then I just kind of like fell out of my groove so I want to cook one month once a month Mm -hmm. um I also want to go to dinner by myself 
at least once a month. I went to dinner alone last year. I went to like Foul Witch, um, which was so good. And eating dinner on your own is probably one of the most like joyous experiences ever um, because you're just by yourself. You get to read your book mm-hmm. and you don't have to talk about anything. And the waiters just come up to you and you can like chit chat with them. Like I went to that restaurant by myself and she was like asking me about wine. And I was like, I don't really know. And she was like bringing me wine to try. And like, she was like, you know, see how that feels. And I was like, this is great. I love being an adult. So yeah. And also I feel like going to dinner alone, like, I don't know, it gets, it lets, like, I just, I remember I was also at that restaurant and I was eating the bread. The bread was so good. And I just had crumbs all over my shirt. And like, I didn't even realize because I was just so in the moment. I'd also like to read one book a month. I need to get back in my reading bag. I was a huge reader when I was a kid. Um, like, did you guys ever do like the, I don't know, it was like AR, like we would like, you'd like get points for every book you read. You have, like, um, a goal. We would do like the Pizza Hut thing where if you write a certain amount of mm-hmm. books, you get a Pizza Hut coupon. Oh, and we need to bring that back. I've been saying it. Mm-hmm. Maybe instead of a pizza, a personal pizza, it's, you know, an espresso martini. It's a bottomless mimosas. Mm-hmm. I mean, for mm-hmm. people who enjoy that. it's a free appetizer at like your favorite restaurant like I don't know how we're gonna do it but like we need to get it done wait tinfoil cap we're like low-key losing incentives as like a form of reward I think in our society Mm. because you can kind of get anything you want whenever you feel like it and that's something that I am really struggling with because not to not to flex on the pod like I I was like really spoiled as a kid my parents like didn't really tell me no when I was a kid and As I got older and had my own money, I was like, oh, I'm an adult and I have my own money and I have free will. I actually am going to buy all the things that I want when I want to. And I think that we're losing out on delayed gratification and like awards as mm-hmm. like a a social structure generally. Yeah, we need to bring back prizes. Mm-hmm. You have men talking about I'm the prize. No, you know what a real prize is? Getting on Essence and buying whatever the fuck you want. Exactly. That's a prize. Maybe we should set some prizes and some goals and keep each other accountable. Yeah. We'll we'll chat. We'll chat. We'll chat off the pod. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other stuff. I think prioritize experiences is a good good goal. Like, I want to go to a baseball game. Same. Not because I like baseball, but because I want to go to a baseball game. When those Yankee tickets drop, we will be there. Yeah. Yeah. I want to be like in Sex and the City, I think. And I also think... Watching Sex and the City, it's like, I don't know, it like rotted my brain a little bit because it's just like, I should be outside more. I should be doing stuff. These bitches were never home. They were always like, okay, I was on my way to blah, 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 blah. And then I was going to blah, 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 blah. And then they stayed on the go. Like, right. I'm like, I didn't leave my house. I haven't left my house in like several days. But yeah, I mean, again, just like leave my house more. Like I really do need to be doing shit. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Slay. Slay. Oh my God. Shocker to everyone. We made the weekly brief before an hour. Um, I'm going to go open up the door and see if pigs are flying outside and then go play Lotto because 
<laughs> Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Wow. I think this, like, we should be rewarded for this. Like, we said we wanted to shoot for a shorter episode and look at us. Right. Who would have thunk? Not us. <laughs> should we dive into the weekly briefs? Sure, sure. Do you want to go first? Sure. So, okay, so my hates this week... Um, internalizing negative feelings. I, like I was saying earlier, I think Black women specifically need more outlets for like our negative emotions and things. And also just as a society, I think we need to hold more space for people to have bad feelings. You know, because I think internalizing them makes them worse. And I would much rather deal with like the raw emotion than like the convoluted one. Dating and relationship discourse, I can't do it anymore. I, I can't do it anymore. I just, I hate that that niche is so profitable on TikTok and on social media specifically. And it really does prey on, I think maybe that's a substack essay, but it really does prey on women's insecurities, the cis heteropatriarchy and pressuring women to get married and all that stuff. And I think it's really fucked up. And also I'm just like, I'm tired. And like, it's the same topics over and over again. The same people with their just stupid like ass rules. And I just, I think, I think that we have evolved past a need for that. And not even dating relationship discourse as a whole needs to get tossed out. But I think that there are more meaningful conversations to be had there. Like more emotionally intelligent, more nuanced, no more... $200 date. Right. No more, um, this man is ghosting you. This is what you should do, blah, 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 blah. If he hasn't done X, Y, Z in X amount of time, he doesn't like you. Mm. It's just, we don't need it anymore. Everyone being an entrepreneur. Does that go back to me and full of being racist towards Black people a little bit? <laughs> but I'm sorry. We need to be honest with ourselves as a community. Not everyone can be an entrepreneur. A lot of you guys are very bad at it. All right? And we, we don't need any more lash texts. We don't need any more Instagram boutiques. We don't, we just, I just think we've evolved past a need for it. You know, and like you can go clock in your hours at your job and come home and have a hobby that you don't have to monetize. So we need people driving the bus. We need okay. people driving the bus. We need nurses and doctors. They're closing the libraries on Sundays and you guys all want to be lash techs. Insane, what the fuck? Insane. They're cleaning the park once a week. Nasty. And the thing is, is that people are pursuing entrepreneurship because they think that it's giving them like a sense of like security and flexibility or whatever. Absolutely. And you're only a couple steps away from class consciousness and the fact that, um, I don't know, maybe making a living shouldn't have to be soul-sucking. Maybe it shouldn't take 40 hours out of your week and that doesn't include your commute. Maybe we shouldn't only have two days off on the weekends. Maybe we should all come together and fight to change the workplace conditions instead of you opening up a graphic t-shirt shop. Because also, like, what is your t-shirt going to give me powers? Like, what is so special about your screen printing that I have to come to you? Right. You know? Not to mention the girlies, they, they're like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I want to sell this product. They no customer service skills, no marketing skills, no branding skills. The products are ass. And then they want to get on Facebook and be like, you guys support these celebrities, but you guys don't support small businesses. Yeah, I am going to buy the Fenty lip gloss because that shit eats. Yeah. I'm not buying a t-shirt that has Elmo and Big Bird doing the electric slide in a Miri jeans. 
actually. I will not, I will not be partaking in that because it does not add value to my life. All right. So actually I will support Rihanna on that front. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like what you said with like class consciousness, it's just like it really is like people being encouraged instead of like doing the like doing the thing that we all know that we should do. Like people are like, no. It, it's it is your fault that you're not like wealthy, mm-hmm. and so you should start your own business because the only reason Jeff Bezos has all his money is because he had an idea, and it goes back to individualism. Exactly. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, like it's just like it's. I think all of the issues that we tend to have are like directly tied back to capitalism. No, like, they all are. Our hates are always like like dating relationship discourse. Of course, there's dating and relationship discourse because people don't feel fulfilled in their lives um, because capitalism is soul sucking. You've put relationships and community behind paywalls, and you know, like it's just. Bleh. The heteropatriarchy and capitalism do have a symbiotic relationship because if cis hetero people keep having children, then we will keep having laborers moving forward to continue to make things to ship to us in three days on Amazon. I feel like it's like weak at it. Mm -hmm. What's taking everyone else so long? Having a brain this big, it just it just gets so heavy. It's heavy. Like, heavy. Sometimes I like and everyone's like, <laughs> here's what I look like in the 1800s due to an AI filter. Like, it's a picture of you in a textile factory wearing suspenders, dressed like fucking Jonathan Majors. Like, don't piss me off. You, you, you gave up rights to your face for that. Right. Oh, here's, here's me in high school. You literally were in high school. Right. There's evidence. You you had an iPod touch with the camera. <laughs> like. <laughs> right. Exactly. Why don't you go oh. dig it up and plug it in? Like, don't piss me off. <sighs> anyway. My love is this week. Uh, being resourceful. I mean, I'm very resourceful. A lot of other people could take notes. I love being able to just find my own thing. It's like a, it's like the hunter-gatherer in me, I think. I love being able to like come across something and be like, huh. I actually think I I want to acquire that somehow. Or I need more information about that. And going and getting it myself instead of bothering a person who doesn't know me on the internet <laughs> and asking them to use their free time to do something right. that I could have done for myself. With ease. With ease. Like, is that, like, again, that's another thing, like, rewards. Like, keep, yeah, it doesn't, no, no one yeah. feels like, oh my God, I'm happy that I just, did something and I now have the gift of information. Right. Sometimes back in the day when people wanted to know something, they had to go to a fucking encyclopedia. They had to go look for the letter of the thing that they were looking for. Find the fucking book because they split the encyclopedias up into like uh, fucking like 20 fucking different volumes. Find the book. Find the page with whatever the fuck they were interested in. And maybe, maybe the encyclopedia would have the thing that they were interested in, but maybe the encyclopedia was two fucking years old. And so it's not, it's not up to date. And so now you don't fucking know, you don't know what a fucking, I don't know, what a computer processor is because your fucking shit was, it's old. Um, Like, like, I, like, I feel like people don't appreciate that, like, there is so much knowledge. You know, like if you wanted to get in touch with someone, you used to have to literally sit down and write a letter. With a quill and ink. 
go to the mailbox and mail it and then wait, wait, wait some weeks for them to get your letter, read your letter, respond, and then send it back to you. People are just taking the things that we have for granted, and that makes me really upset, actually. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's like, like you have the world in the palm of your hand. And you're asking that young woman on TikTok where her long sleeve white t-shirt is from. Die. That's Hate all to see I'll it. Say. Hate to see it. <laughs> um, number two, laughing out loud. I don't know what it was. Maybe it was a little episode that I had like the week after Christmas into the new year. But I just like I, and also maybe it's that my meds need to get out. But just expressing emotions out loud, especially like good ones, it just feels really good, you know. And I just I love a cackle. I love a kiki. You know, call me Kamala Harris, I guess. But I think we need to normalize like joy especially in these times, and outward expressions of joy. Um, My last love for the week, I was talking to my token Irish Catholic friends about this yesterday. Wave, white American vernacular English. I'm sorry, Mm. the phrases eat. And they're funny. You know, I'm a, as a South Brooklyn girl who also has autism, I am like 20% a white dad anyway. And they just just kind of roll off the top. Like we were leaving the movies yesterday and I was like, you guys ready to rock and roll? And, you know, it just, it just, provoked a certain kind of joy and whimsy and we need Mm. to return to values i know i know the men are terrible but they did kind of eat with their little the white dads didn't eat with their little phrases and i think we need to run them back and newsflash buddy exactly (laughs) that (laughs) That was in his bag i know the thumb was (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was straight up. And also, I'm hoping in that Black people reclaiming white American vernacular English, non-Black people will stop butchering AAV all the time. Real. Because yeah. you guys sound fucking stupid. And it's really starting to grate on my spirit. Like, leave the habitual be alone. Like, please. Like, please. Oh, I do be. No, you actually don't. At all. You don't be anything. Your dad works in insurance. Up. Like... You guys go to Disneyland every year and get custom t-shirts. What do, that's what right. you be doing. It's also like the use of AAVE and it's like you know you wouldn't talk to your mom like this. Exactly. If I called up Linda right now and I held the phone to your mouth as you were speaking, she'd be like who is this? Right. Because she wouldn't because that's not how you talk. Not. So. But yeah, I love I love white American vernacular English. Um you know, I love being like, that's totally radical, dude. Like, I just like, I fucking love it, man. Fucking awesome. Fucking A. Like, fucking A? Oh, yeah. They were in their bag. Trying to think of like what kind of bag like white people own. I think it's also like white American vernacular English is rage that we're typically not able to access. Let's work that up. And now we've said it. Oh, my God. It's, like, so hard having this brain. Like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, okay. Is it my turn? Yes, ma'am. All right. My hates are really simple. Um, The first is election years. I feel like, as like, you know, when I was a kid, I'd be like, ew, an election year's coming up. That sucks. But, like, as I've gotten older, they've kind of just run into each other mm-hmm. in pending sense of, like, doom. Like, because it used to just be like, oh, my God, every four years I have to, like, maybe think about watching the news. And now it's like, oh, my God, maybe society will, like, actually collapse after what happens tonight. Yeah. 
And we're like, oh, well, it's only for every four years. So like we have a break. But it's like, no, you don't really have a break. Like we've just been suffering uh, for the last four years. And now we have another one happening. Um, so yeah, just like, I just, I feel like something that people, which no one ever warned me about when you become an adult, is that time moves by way faster as you get older. Like a week feels like three and a half days at this point. It's crazy. So four it's years crazy. is two years. Exactly. Plus the time warp of COVID. Right. Right. Like, we're turning 25 in months. I was born, like, an hour ago. But yeah, I don't like election years. Like, it just, like, I always just get, like, my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, it's just, like, dread. It's just impending dread. Like, you know, they're like, oh, the Iowa primaries. Are, like, why? Like, why? I'm fucking bored. I'm bored. Oh my, and it's going to be Trump versus Biden again. So like, what's the point of even doing all the, all the theater? Right. And we all know, like, it is political theater. Like, an election, literally, we're just voting for which color we like more. Yeah. Because these bitches are still going to sell us out um, to the highest bidder. So, so in the mm -hmm. day, you know, you're like, oh, do I want the, do I want the racists that say the N-word with the hard R to exploit me? Or do I want the racists who... Like, don't let their friends hang around, don't let their kids hang around Black people and, like, call, like, any Black neighborhood, like, the wrong side of town. Right. Like, don't want those so ones. Fun. The ones who, like, went to Harvard and, like, are a part of those, like, all-white association. Well, And literally Harvard being a former plantation. But, yeah, this country is so ugly. Like, and elections just remind me of that. And it's, like, the fact that, like, we have to just, like constantly be doing this pisses me off i hate it i i'm like hopeful for 2024 but it's also just like i know in the next few months it's going to be annoying as fuck mm -hmm. to be an adult who's alive but yeah it's like it's already annoying it's only january right and i'm already annoyed um my second hey i feel like every week i'm doing something like this but like i hate micro trends i hate people who don't have like you know i think it was like the mob wife aesthetic that just like really pushed me over the edge and then like the office siren aesthetic i was like what the fuck are we doing right now no seriously like, eggs are eight dollars eggs are even eight like, not even like the pasture raised eggs the eggs that are coming out of the fucking like egg factory that they just have they have the 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 chickens just like on a platform just like popping out shit like those eggs are expensive the chickens not eat the chickens eating fucking like dog food those are the eggs that are eight dollars yep and you bitches want to throw out and rebuild your wardrobe every two weeks every because week? another bland white woman on tiktok said so like, you guys are in a cult of white womanhood. It's and you guys need to unpack scary. that. It's scary. And it's just like, mob wife, clean girl, office siren, peachy, peachy vagina girl, like, coconut girl, um, quiet luxury, winter person. I, have you heard of tomato girl? Tomato girl is just a bitch who wears red. Up tomato girl, it's literally just wearing red. And it's like an aesthetic. And I'm just like, why? Clearly, you know, and again, like this is another thing that we can blame capitalism for. Like you guys have a void of like creativity that you need to fill. And unfortunately, the only way you can actually do that is 
through consumption or that's you've been tricked into believing that the only way that you can do that is through um what you wear mm-hmm. and how you do your makeup and the things you purchase exactly. shout out to commodity you, fetishism you don't have access to you know just like ways to be creative that aren't like expensive put all of that you know behind a paywall like why can't you just go and like finger paint after work i wouldn't be like you wouldn't be buying all that shit if you could just like you know paint stuff i guess i don't know but yeah it's and it's also just like really bothersome to see how many people don't have a sense of self like literally just like don't and maybe it's because i grew up being like an insane child and like i just have always been like i don't know like i've always been like very like self-conscious and so i'm always like Maybe that's just, like, Black womanhood that you're, like, constantly, like, policing yourself. Um, But whatever. Like, I feel like I've always had to know, like, who I would be. Exactly. So like, know how I fit into certain spaces. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, there's no, like, you know, if I see something and I'm, like, oh, that's cute. I might be, like, oh, I might want to buy it. But there's no, like, aesthetic that happens on TikTok that I'm, like, oh, got to throw out all my shit. Right. I was going to say that, like, I wonder... Because the, like, micro-trend thing doesn't really happen in, like, Black online communities, I think. Right. You know, like, I feel like our last big one was, like, the quiet luxury thing, which we are already tired of. And Ooh. I'm just wondering if it's, like, the inherent boredom that comes with being a white woman, you know? And, like, not having adverse experiences, going back to the adverse experiences thing, that you don't have adverse experiences that prompt you to, like, do other things, you know? And also just, like... Your life is just so boring or devoid of excitement that you can't even listen to yourself and determine the things that you like and things that you don't like. It's really weird. I don't know if you follow Seema Artlust. She made a video and she was like talking about how localization, like we've lost the ability to like, like local aesthetics are not a thing anymore. So Mm -hmm. she's talking about how like the makeup style, I don't know what it, like it's like, I don't know, Chola makeup. I don't want to, and how that is like very specific to like a region of the United States. Yes. And a type of person and an economic status. Mm -hmm. Um. And that is like, and now it's just like, oh, I can buy brown eyeliner and emulate, and like, be this, per- yeah, emulate this thing mm-hmm. um, with no connection without, to the thing, without connecting to it at all, right? And you know, the same thing with like Clean Girl, and like you can like they're like, and all of these things are b- birthed out of like access, like or lack of access to certain things, right? Why are we all wearing gold hoops? Because that's what we can buy, that's what we can afford, that's what we have access to. We're buying the bamboo hoops with our names in them because yep. that is what's fashionable, um, in our part of whatever. And now it's like all of it is just online and mm-hmm. accessible, and not saying that, like, like again, I'm like, oh my god, I love that the internet exists, but it's also like. Nothing is just, like, personal anymore. Yeah. And so everything is, like, on a world scale. So, like, mm-hmm. you see people wearing all the same outfits. You go to, like, Idaho or some shit, and you find a random white girl, and she's wearing the same shit as some girl from Florida. Right. Um. You know? And it's just, like, just the kind of homogenization yes. that we've experienced as a culture um, that's, like, impacting aesthetics and stuff. And also, I also made a TikTok about this, and I was saying that, like, 
whiteness is consumption. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't, like, you have to strip away your culture to fit into, like, the homogenous um, nature of whiteness. And so there's, like, nothing there. So, of course, like, being able to, like, pick stuff up and put it on and then take it off and continue the cycle. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, of course, that's, like, what makes sense because it's, like, what else do you have to do? Exactly. Um, and to emulate, like, you know. Right. They're they're grasping for a culture. I hate it's, that for them. Yeah. And I think it's also just, like, I was saying it's, like, there's this, like, desperation because it's, like, when your entire culture is literally just buying shit. Because I was thinking, I was, like, okay, America. Like, American holidays. Or, like, American celebrations. Okay? Like, the Super Bowl. That's literally just rooting for a football team and buying fucking snacks and watching commercials on TV. And jersey sales. Exactly. New Year's. I don't know if you saw, also, I don't know if you saw, like, the Buffalo Bills or something. Like, they, fans came to, like, shovel snow. They didn't, like, pay snow shovelers. They were just, like, oh, and they gave them, like, merch. And you want to tell me we're not in hell? But yeah, I was just like, like, you know, things like that. Like, okay, Valentine's Day, that's buying shit. Um, You know, St. Patrick's Day, going to a bar, getting fucked up. Fourth of July, you know, buying hot dogs and shit. Like, like all of it is like, it's none of it is just like, what's the vibe, you know, like having, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And just like having like connections with one another in any way. It's more just like, like all of it is centered around like doing capitalism. Exactly. So like, of course, white American culture and like not saying that it's only exclusive to white people. Like we, like, I feel like often I do see people getting like sucked into this like idea of like consumption being like, you know, the thing that can make them happy. Like just if they buy this next thing that they'll be like, they'll finally be fulfilled or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's like when you live in America, like the ideal is white America. So you have to like, so it's like, we're all kind of, I don't know, approaching that. But yeah, I just think that like, like we need to find other things to fill the void. I think that we should just run the world for like a year. We would fix everything. Like, the flowers would stop blooming in Antarctica. Yeah. They would, like, the ice caps would literally go <laughs> and freeze again. Yep. Because we <laughs> literally <laughs> fixed the planet. No, exactly. Um, But anyway, uh, enough of me making the weekly brief about capitalism. Um, <laughs> um, my loves are those fucking smirky-ass dolls from Twitter. <laughs> they are so funny. Like, they're actually my sister's. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because I was like, they look a mess. Like, their hair is, like, fucked. But I'm like, they're so real. Like, they really get me. You know, they're just mad smirky and, like, I know something you don't. They're just so cheeky and mischievous. <laughs> like, <laughs> cheeky. I love them. I, I, like, I don't know. I love a stupid meme. I love all the people being like, um, why does she look like she's going to take my man? Another love is just, like, really stupid, um, like, again, just, like, stupid Twitter shit. Like, I don't know if you saw, like, the Natalie Nunn, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, like, fake beef um, that happened. Like, (laughs) (sighs) um, I don't know. It just made me laugh. So it's like, I am like, oh, my God, how are you guys believing all this stupid shit? But then sometimes I'm like, I'm giggling. Right. I get it. Um, Yeah. 
And finally, um, I love a good impulse buy. I just ranted about uh, capitalism not being the thing that's going to save you. But when I'm in a bad mood, I do get to buy things because it's different. No, you actually have a sense of self. So let's start there. And a lot of these bitches talk about mob wife aesthetic. Can't say that. Mob wife aesthetic, but you're from Delaware and your dad works for Coca-Cola. You were just fighting in Target for a fucking, uh, what's Stanley Cup! The Stanley Cup. If you were a mob wife, you would have shot somebody. So let's... Uh, if you were a mob wife, your husband would have gotten you and the girls all the cups before they even touched Target. They would have fallen off a truck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You wouldn't even be in the Target. Oh, what mob wife aesthetic? Oh, I'm gonna... I'm wearing a fur coat. But yeah, you know... I, like I said, I had kind of a tough week. Um, and I promised myself that I was going to like buy a bunch of stuff when I finished my little exam, but now I have to keep fucking preparing for it. So I was like, but you know what? I still deserve nice things. Exactly. So I did buy a couple things on Essence. I think that Essence is just a perfect app. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Apple Pay. And I simply just, I, I just go, do I need this? Yeah. And then I just pick a credit card and I buy it. And I don't know. It makes me happy. Um, like I just and it's not like I'm like buying like random shit. You know, I'm I'm buying pieces. We're saving up for not just like me buying shit. Like this is me like creating like the legacy that I'm gonna pass on to my grandkids, like Olivia Jones. Exactly. So, yeah. Don't like, don't even. Yeah, and it's also, like, I don't buy, not to be, like, oh, holier than that, but, like, I don't buy, like, cheap shit. Exactly. You know, I try to buy, I try to, like, buy things that are, like, I try to buy, like, very few things that are high quality so, like, I can wear them for years and years and years. And, like, yes, I do wear the same six shirts because I can throw them in the wash and they don't shrink <laughs> um, because they're made of, like, actual materials. Sorry, superiority complex just got the best of me. But yeah, um, I do just love, I love, I love a good shop. Yeah. I do. I love a good purchase. Exactly. Um, so yeah, but that's me. Those are my loves. Slay. And yeah. I think, I think that's it. New year, new we. Yep. Pronouns, we us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's all we've got for a New Year's episode. Thanks for listening. Let us know what's the move for the new year. Let us know what your move and what your vibe is because we want to know. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.